Hey guys, another episode of Tony's Movie Podcast. Uh, it's been a minute. Uh, holidays really got caught up and it's back to school for me for another semester and work at the same time. And the movie season's kind of been a little slow. Uh, so I watched a few shows a little while back, wrote out some things I felt about it, and we're going to talk about those mostly, a bunch of Netflix shows that pretty much, if you have a Netflix account, you can watch it no problem. Uh, I just want to post a little update here. I have an email in case you wanted to send any questions, feedback, any ideas for future podcasts you'd be interested in, or any opinions of mine, or even questions. It doesn't have to be movie, show related. It can be whatever you want. And uh, if I feel like answering it, I'll check it out. The email is tonymoviepodcast at gmail.com. Tonymoviepodcast is one word. Spelled T-O-N-Y-M-O-V-I-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That's TonyMoviePodcast at gmail.com. And uh, to start, we're going to talk about a few shows. Uh, most notably, probably the one I'll spend the most time on today is Black Mirror. It's been almost a month now. So, or it probably has been a month. So it's going to be super spoilery. I'm going to talk about a bunch of things about it. I'll make it spoiler-free at first, and then I'll give some general thoughts about Black Mirror, and then I'll really get into it. I'll post a little timestamp when it's time to do that. And, yeah, let's get into the podcast. Okay, so uh, I'm going to talk about Black Mirror. Uh, General thoughts I have before Season 4, and... I love Black Mirror. I think it does an amazing job with what it's trying to do. And it's one of those shows that's a bit tricky to explain. And it's a very hit or miss show depending on the type of person that you are. For anyone who doesn't know, maybe has just heard about Black Mirror but doesn't know what it actually is. Black Mirror is an anthology series. So no episodes are actually connected. There's no story, overarching story between each episode that connects everything. There might be a little Easter egg or two that just kind of references one another, but none of the stories are actually connected. And each episode deals with a kind of science fiction topic or gadget or idea, and it shows you all the cool aspects of it, and then by the end of the episode, it gets twisted and reveals something, why you maybe wouldn't want this technology or how it reveals something about human nature and typically the episodes end in a super messed up way and (laughs) it's very dark and depressing and feeling uneasy and it's one of my favorite shows for exactly that reason so uh, it's hard to recommend without watching it so if any of that kind of sounds interesting and you haven't watched it yet I would strongly recommend watching season three first I think season three really eases you into that concept and gives you some solid solid episodes to watch and if you like that season then i think you're good to go to straight into season four or you go back watch seasons one and two but i think season three is the perfect starting point and what's great about the show is it doesn't matter what order you watch it in Uh, you could watch random episodes none of them are connected just to get to the vibe through the vibe of the show i think season three really introduces that well and my spoiler-free opinion on season four itself is although it wasn't my favorite season uh season one is probably my favorite and my favorite episode 
is actually from season two, the White Christmas episode, the one with John Hamm, Mad Men. And the reason, like, it's when I'm saying it's not my favorite, it's still really good. <laughs> like a bad, a bad episode of Black Mirror is kind of it's still amazing. It's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino movie where it's like all of the movies are amazing, but there are are better Quentin Tarantino movies than other ones. And usually like the worse er ones are like still sevens or eights out of tens. Then that goes both for Black Mirror and Tarantino movies. And without spoiling why I didn't write really what, what, what felt off to me about this season in particular is I really enjoy Black Mirror's twisted and dark nature of the show. And while season four definitely has that element in some episodes and some themes, um, it just, uh, there's a bit less of that. There's a lot more positivity in quotation marks <laughs> in a bunch of these episodes. And it kind of puts me off because I really like the dark, twisted nature, really introspective and makes you feel uneasy about everything. So, again, that's my opinion on season four, just spoiler free. I'm going to go like episode by episode, <laughs> kind of what I love, what I didn't love about each episode. So if you haven't seen the show yet, go watch it. If you haven't seen season four yet, but you've watched all the other seasons, why? <laughs> go watch it now. It's available. Go check it out. And yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about a few other shows after Black Mirror. I'm going to talk about Dark, which is a German show that Netflix published, and it's pretty solid. It feels like kind of Stranger Things crime mystery vibe that I liked about Stranger Things and I'm going to talk about the new Netflix show The End of the Effing World <laughs> or as I, I like to say flipping The End of the Flipping World and both of those will be spoil free I'm going to talk about that at 30 minutes and 39 seconds okay so if you haven't skipped then that means you're ready for the spoilers of season four in Black Mirror. Okay, uh, spoiler breakdown. Now I'm going to get into the episodes one by one, and I'm just going to straight up spoil episodes and share what I liked about them. I don't plan on getting too crazy technical or thematic. Uh, I'm going to break down as best as I can and kind of, yeah, just talk about what I liked about each episode. So the first episode from season four was the USS Callister, the Star Trek spoof episode. And I really loved this episode. Uh, basically what it's about is this, this girl gets hired into a new kind of tech video game company. And the chief technology officer, CTO, is like this amazing program coder guy. This girl shows up to this work kind of has a very workman workplace respect for this guy but he this CTO does really creepy things with uh I guess his employees he gets their DNA puts them into a video game where he controls everything and makes those people's lives a living hell where it's like the real people still get to live and do whatever they want but he makes DNA copies of them puts them in the video game and just messes with them in any way that he wants to because he's the boss. And it's like, how will these people living in the video game manage to get out? And I really loved this episode. But my one problem with it is it ended happy. 
<laughs> and although like for regular people that enjoy happy endings it's great and it's like oh man they got out of their adversity perseverance they got out but i really love black mirror episodes where the endings are truly messed up and people's lives are ruined and you really hate the technology that's introduced and you low-key get scared and start changing things in your personal life i think the best example i ever saw of that kind of meta narrative was from season three episode three i remember when that season was coming out friends were asking me about it and i told them to get back to me after they saw that episode it's the episode with the with the hackers and the webcam and the <laughs> and i don't want to sp talk about that too much but after that episode i would know if anyone saw that episode after I would see their laptop and they would have band-aids or a piece of tape or something covering the webcam. And it's like, as soon as you see that, it's like, oh, you watched some Black Mirror, didn't you? And it was almost ironically hilarious to see. But back to this episode, I really did everything about it other than the ending. The cast is incredible. I think this is probably the biggest budget episode of the season, both cast-wise and visual effects and all of the things that went into it. Uh, you have, uh, well, I like to call him Meth Damon, as a bunch of Breaking Bad fans do. So Jesse Plemons plays the CTO. We have the CEO, who's played by Jimmy Simpson. Or if you watch Westworld, he's the cowboy jerk guy there. You have Christine Melody, who plays the mother from How I Met Your Mother, which so she comes in like the last season. Uh, Michaela Cole, the chewing gum girl, if you, it's another Netflix show. And even a little cameo, Aaron Paul, uh, just the voice at the end there. And just, holy cow, all the names and faces and voices I recognized and to see them in, all in this one place was really cool. Uh, I like seeing people cross over in different things. And maybe that just shows how much TV and movies I watch. Uh, I don't care. That's fine. I'm shameless about it. Uh, it's definitely the biggest budget one. And I loved the concept, and I think the whole DNA replication, there's a clone of you, but it's not really you, it's it's an exact copy of you, but it lives in a piece of technology. That's a very notable reference to that White Christmas episode, which is one of my favorites, especially that, that whole DNA copy of yourself in a, like, they use it as a perfect housemaid, and the DNA copy... So that DNA copying thing and using that in technology comes back. And that's super cool to see how Black... So Black Mirror does have these little references to older episodes, but not necessarily connected in any way. And I think it was a super fun episode. It was twisted. It definitely made people feel weird. And it would have sealed the deal for me uh, to be, like, the best episode of this season if it had an awful ending for everyone. But they managed to get away, and it's fine, and it makes the audience happy. But it goes back to my, like, biggest criticism of this season where it's too many episodes do that. And I'm not sure if it's because they're on Netflix now, they want to appeal to a broader audience. But I don't want Black Mirror to get ruined for... I don't want it to change the vibe of its show for going on too long because it wants to satisfy more people. There are definitely episodes in this season which are messed up, and I think it's episodes two and three, but the rest of them are kind of happy ending episodes, and it kind of bums me out. But yeah, that's it. But episode one, I really did enjoy it. 
I think it's might be my favorite of the season, despite it having the happy ending and whatnot. But it's just such a cool concept, and the cast is crazy, and the budget, and it's just so big and so <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this kind of leads that whole negativity vibe that I really like leads into episode two called Archangel, and this is a proper Black Mirror episode. And just kind of the synopsis and story of this episode is that there's a a mom who has a daughter and she loses her one day at the park. Eventually, the rest of the neighborhood find her, bring the daughter back to her. But in that panic, in that f hopelessness of that situation, the mom finds a technology that exists called Archangel, which is a chip that can go into the kid's head, and that chip is connected to this iPad tablet device that the parent has. And with that tablet, they're able to not only see where their kids are, like on a map, they're also able to see what the kids see. And they're also able to censor what those kids see. And that's kind of where you you hear about that. And at first you're like, oh, that's a pretty cool thing for a kid to have. But then you see the what Black Mirror does so well is you can see how that gets twisted and how it's bad in the long run, at least in this family situation. And from the beginning of this episode, once you see that technology get introduced, you know it's going to be twisted. And this is a classic proper Black Mirror episode. You start seeing that whole censorship thing and everyone starts screaming at their TVs, come on, don't do it, this is such a bad idea. <laughs> and it's because of that that this is a perfect example of a Black Mirror episode. And I love every minute of it. We see how this technology really influences human oh like human nature emotions and how they and how we observe situations and approach things and how things and how this technology really reveals our inner human nature and we see that the mom is crazy because she loses her kid and she becomes overprotective which is like understandable but she never really learns to let her daughter do her own thing because of that and we see that the daughter's also crazy because she starts getting censored of everything and then one day the mom when she's when the daughter's like in middle school she decides to turn off the censorship and within that like one day she gets exposed to a rush of uncensored unadulterated content from her friends who also find out that she doesn't have her chip working anymore and so a bunch of things she was never exposed to she never kind of grew into the world she was just exposed to it all on the spot it would definitely be enough to mess up a kid's brain and you get to see how this daughter grows from a from a like a little kid to like a older teenager maybe like 17 18 years old and the awesome ethical challenges this episode bring up is are awesome. Uh, my favorite technology part about this episode is you hear that the Archangel program itself gets shut down. So it's like this program gets introduced. You see all the good things because of it. You see how it can go. You visually see how it goes bad in a in an example. Like this episode is an example of how this technology goes bad. And 
clearly she wasn't this wasn't the only case because the archangel program gets shut down and it's not the government or the company whoever was responsible for this decision decides that it's not a good idea and they actually shut down the program so they stop putting chips in new kids but all the people that had that archangel chip still live with it and so you see how that plays in with this this daughter and her mother and I think the real lesson here is like you can't censor especially kids kids need to see the world as for what it is for them to grow up and so people need to experience things no matter how bad it can't just be happy clean versions of everything all the time we need good and bad and so although censorship always seems like an idea we need to protect the kids censorship we need to make sure they're not exposed to bad things the world itself has good and bad things so kids need to see that too so overall great episode great message <laughs> and yeah just like can't you can't censor the world because it and let kids grow up to be quote-unquote happy and peaceful because it's not possible and the world won't let that happen <laughs> and then the the whole negative vibe of episodes for black mirror leads directly into episode three and this is probably the craziest one of the season and it's a strong follow-up to episode two this episode's called crocodile and it's the crazy lady episode for anyone who's bad with episode titles is like i usually am i have them all written down here that's the only reason i know them but um the synopsis for this episode is you get this girl and she's younger, like young adult with this random guy. And as they're driving home, they hit a biker, a kid, I think. They hit a kid who's riding their bike. They don't see him. And they're a little bit hungover or drunk, whatever it is. And because the guy has priors or something like that, they, they can't just call the police and call it manslaughter because it'll get real bad for him. You can't just be accidental. So they decide to do the bright idea of throwing this bike and body off the side of a cliff that they're pretty close by to, just right into the water. And the then you get a flash forward, you kind of cut ahead a few years. This woman who is now married and has a kid and has a very successful reputation. I think she's an architect and she's just a really successful woman. You see her life now and how this guy comes back. This guy comes back to her and he's like, I'm sorry for all the things I did. I want to confess the crime I did, even though that would kind of expose her too. So she can't lose her reputation. And in that heat of the moment kills this guy. And that eventually connects to there was a, because she did as it, she kills him in an apartment building. There's a guy across the street who kind of catches a glance of that and through the technology that is introduced in this episode which is a memory reading type of device which some insurance brokers going around interviewing basically if you watched <laughs> if you watch this episode you know what I'm talking about it's a little bit complicated to explain the chain of events but it does a really strong follow-up to episode two and and I was kind of worried, like, where's my dark, where's my really dark Black Mirror episode? And I was like, okay, I'm happy that this one is there. And unfortunately, though, this is the last true 
Black Mirror type of episode we get for the rest of the season. And what I liked about this episode a lot is the it was kind of it was a still a Black Mirror episode in terms of revealing human nature and how they react to certain things, but it also does something a little different where the technology that's introduced isn't driving the plot forward and it's not the it's not what causes the messiness that we get in by the end of the episode it becomes a tool to to help the story but it's not the cause of the problem which is what usually happens in a black mirror episode and it's pretty cool that it does that um and i think the technology that's kind of introduced is this memory recreating type of device and my only kind of complaint in terms of the societal technology episode perspective of this episode is that the government allowed this device to be legally mandatory uh for not just police like i understand if the police had it that makes sense if you're like detained but for random insurance brokers to have that that's definitely some real invasive nonsense and the fact that it's government mandatory i think that's over the line personally i don't think that would actually slide in today's climate but either way it helps this it helps the narrative for this story and i think this one is super crazy for how a situation for this uh, how this situation for this lady deteriorates deteriorates <laughs> so quickly and then escalates and like so everything goes wrong and then things are all right and how and then things start breaking down again and how it just keeps breaking down and how that negative how that stress escalates and then she goes insane and by the end she can't think rationally and she does all of these killings to preserve her reputation and i think it's a perfect example of how black mirror analyzes people um and we see we put people in situate like black mirror it puts people in situations of extreme duress and then just lets them react and although the entire time as an audience you're watching it and you think it's messed up the entire way through which it is part of you also i don't know when i was watching it part of me was also trying to figure out ways i could have handled the situation what i would have done differently uh you start saying alternatives better ways to dispose the bodies <laughs> but this lady managed to do all right if it wasn't for that guinea pig <laughs> and the mvp for this episode definitely goes to the guinea pigs man who'd have thunk it those guinea pigs save the day which is pretty funny uh and then we lead to one of the happier episodes of the season and i say happier with a negative twist because it was my least favorite episode this one's called hang the dj not even sure if i know what that exactly connects to but this was probably my least favorite episode maybe even of all my least favorite episode and in possibly all of black mirror and the synopsis is you get this the piece of technology that's this episode is a timer on relationships and we get introduced to this world where couples where this technology app thing device uh sets people up on dates and then tells them how long their relationship will last whether it's like within that day it's just a 
12-hour date and that's it, or if it becomes like an actual year-long relationship or whatever it is. And so the, the technology itself is like, whatever, that's all right, that's a fine thing to do. And you get this whole episode of you kind of follow this one guy and girl who they both go on their own chain of events, but eventually they end up getting together by breaking the system. They don't believe in that time thing anymore. Who says that time determines how long we're in a relationship for? And then they get together. And by the end, yay, they're together. But then you find out the whole thing was a simulation. And that's the thing that bothered me the most. Because then you get outside of this whatever world that they're in. Then you see the real people in real life meet each other for the first time. And that whole episode you just watched was just a thing that happened inside of an app. And those are my least favorite type of episodes or movies where nothing mattered. The whole thing was a dream. The whole thing was a simulation. And I absolutely, again, I just can't emphasize enough how much I hate those episodes. Because if it's all a dream... If it's all a simulation, then nothing matters. The whole relationship that these two characters have that you, as an audience member, you want them to win, you want them to get together, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because it didn't actually happen to them and they didn't live any of it out. And the although Black Mirror has done this concept before, uh, specifically the season three, episode two, the video games VR episode. I think the difference in that episode where I like that episode, but the difference is that becomes a character study. So even though all of the, the whole chain of events that gets crazy in that episode actually only happened for point zero zero whatever, two seconds of reality, the main character who experienced it all actually learned something about himself, even if there was no payoff in reality for him to experience. And in that case, I think that's fine. That's just Black Mirror being dark and depressing. It's like, here's everything that's wrong with you. You cannot fix it because you're dead. <laughs> and that's just one of the darker endings that I like. But this one has a pseudo-happy ending because it was all a dream and nothing mattered. Uh, like... Yeah, it's just real frustrating when things do that. Um, like, I know that there are instances where it's done well. Uh, but this was not one of them. And because because the characters and the story you just witnessed actually didn't happen. And there was no consequences for any of the characters. So the whole simulation and life and relationships, they don't build up and doesn't matter because all the real people didn't experience it. So when people say, oh, it's nice or whatever, it didn't happen. It happened in a simulation on their phone, which means that their real relationship could still not work out just <laughs> by the end of the day. Sure, the app says that they're 99.8% compatible, but how do you know if they actually will be? Like imagine there was a real app on your phone that could actually do that. And it, told, it tells you, that okay, this person, we finally narrowed it down. You went on all these dates with all these people and it narrows it down to the one person and this is the one for you. How would you know? <laughs> you wouldn't. And it's like, ah, I'm just so frustrated at this episode. No good. Didn't like it. Uh, then we get episode five, which is called Metalhead, which is Terminator Doggos. And this is probably the most straightforward episode of the show. Super simple. But I liked it. So there's no like real 
existential crisis or twist. The ending was like, I, sh I guess dark, but it was kind of, eh, it was it was just a very straightforward episode. It's like a cool Mad Max Terminator black and white film shot type of episode, real cinematic. And it was edgy. It was cool. Murder robot doggos are vicious, but for some reason I loved the doggos. Every time it ran, I was I, I loved. It. I thought it was cute. <laughs> but overall, it's a fine episode. It's solid, but nothing much to talk about there. So next, we get the last episode of the season, which is uh, the Black Museum, and that maybe makes you think: Black Mirror and Black Museum are they kind of? Is this a meta episode? And yes, it is. And I love this episode, no matter, despite how, quote-unquote, happy it ends. Uh, by happy in this case, I mean, like, the protagonist wins. And uh, I feel like this episode, that happy ending would pay off so much better if there were more depressing episodes in this season, where you had more, like, four or five dark episodes, and then this final episode of the season is, like, a real big win then uh, it would have been so much better. <laughs> I would have loved it like a hundred times more. And uh, this is a kind. This episode's kind of a bunch of mini episodes with a ton of Easter eggs to other episodes from within this season and other seasons. Such a cool concept. I'm not gonna really go into this one because there's a lot to talk about. But I think the payoff is super so super satisfying. Uh. I was hoping they would actually, when you start getting a tour of the museum, you get ref. I would hope I was hoping they would actually would reference episodes, like point at objects and refer to an episode that you saw that that's from. But instead, you get these new stories behind these other items that are in the Black Museum. And yeah, I don't want to spoil it too much. The payoff is super satisfying. Uh, that might be a spoiler or whatever, but it's still really solid. Just enjoy the ups and downs this episode takes you on. And with that, I think I'm going to end the Black Mirror review and talk about the other stuff. I won't spend too long talking about the other stuff, but just, that's Black Mirror. <laughs>
oh, the stakes are getting real high and the action's getting more intense, yada, yada, yada. And just as a throwback to that season one mystery thing, Dark really fills that bubble. So the synopsis for the show Dark is a boy goes missing in this little suburban German town. And as investigations continue, something supernatural appears to be at the root of all of it. And without going more into it, that's literally all I can say in terms of plot. Uh, but once I started watching, uh, you get this theme of time. Time comes up a lot in conversation, possibly even time travel. And I'm a sucker for this sort of thing. So I definitely stayed around for that because them talking about it almost implied that there might be something related to that in the show. And although it does a bunch of the classic missing person horror classic tropes, it takes interesting turns that it didn't expect and displayed it with that top notch. I don't think it was even made by Netflix. I think they just released it. But Netflix, even even those shows, they know which ones are quality and which ones to pick out and which ones are good and show that. And it's really awesome to see Netflix really showing more from the international side of things, which is... Because it's nice to see things from other countries, not just everything America all the time. It's nice to see what foreign markets are kind of like when it comes to their media. And the only warning I would have for people who sound interested by this is it is a pretty slow show. Unlike Stranger Things, where it's like super fast-paced and every and the plot is moving really quickly and you're really loving the characters everything is almost fun and bubbly this show really takes its time to go slow and build the mystery and the tension and you get lots of downtime to, to yourself to think about the facts and figure out how it connects and i think it was handled really well in this show i was personally watching like an episode or two a day and I would have a bunch of breaks in between, but I, I appreciated it for what it was as a whole. And there's something, uh, like sometimes there's things that are slow and they're boring and they drag on and I hate those. But there is a level of slow that I enjoy and this happens to be right there. This happens to be among that group of shows that are, or movies even, that are slow, but it's like a good slow burn. Kind of like Blade Runner 2049 almost in that way, where it's like Blade Runner's also, it's a slow burn, but boy, that's an awesome movie. I might even do a review on that at some point, because I really did like that new one. And if you like murder mysteries, uh, if you like time travel, <laughs> this does a really cool way of handling all of those things, and it's... uh cool I wanted to watch something foreign I didn't really expect anything of it and maybe you just need a little filler for that Stranger Things mystery and I would definitely recommend this to go right up there and lastly just super short I want to talk about this other new show on Netflix called The End of the Flipping World and I saw trailers for this and well, let's just get into the synopsis, then I'll talk about how I felt about it. Uh, but we have, so the story is about a boy who says he's a psychopath. He kills animals and is excited at the idea of killing a person. And your other main character is a girl who's 
super edgy, has no respect for authority, and doesn't care for grown-ups. And this girl starts hanging out with the boy, they become close, and she has the totally cool idea to run away from home. And the boy sees this as a perfect opportunity to try what he's been excited for a while now. <laughs> he wants to kill a person, see how that really feels like, because he says he's a psychopath. And if you can hear it in my tone, I'll keep this brief. I watched this show really just to hate talk about it, because I saw the trailer and immediately predicted how the story was going to play out. And it played out almost exactly how I expected at least in terms of characters and their relationship with one another. Yeah, some of the plot points kind of changed. And the second half the second half of this show really does embellish the relationship better and it 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 takes an interesting turn, but overall it's like this the trailer I watched it was super quirky, fun, eccentric and also dark at the same time, so edgy. And it plops a love story between these two teens. One of them says he's a serial killer. And yeah, I just I just saw from a million, a, while, a million miles away from the trailer where the story was going to go. And I got the vibe. I got the direction. So if you're some if you see this trailer and you like the kind of vibe that it's giving, you will love this show. This might become your new favorite. <laughs> Enjoy those voice cracks. But uh it's so i don't know i felt i felt it to be so predictable it was trying very hard to be edgy and contrarian that it it almost fails in my mind by trying to be too hard it's trying too hard to be something and it does that thing so well but you can almost feel the edginess and the obnoxiousness from it it's like it's got this real obnoxious hipster tone. And even though I love I love hipster culture. <laughs> Never die. You got to be against the flow of things. I love it. But you're watching this show and you get the soundtrack with the acoustic guitars. You get them walking across those fields, driving in some cars. And the the characters are also super contrarian and edgy and they're kids and they're like the adults are dumb and we know everything sorry about that but yeah you get so these kids think they know everything and i feel like it's just like a show that netflix was like we need an edgy hipster teen show for the kids to get into but also be more mature so we'll just have kids swear every other word and it'll become too edgy. Ooh. And that just the whole vibe bothered me watching it. That being said, as I said a little earlier, the show does take a, a pretty interesting well, not pretty, but it does a it takes a turn. <laughs> I'll say that at the episode five, six point. And I actually liked the ending. It wasn't as typical as I thought it was, but there was too much in that first half that just really bothered me that I wasn't loving it and I can't forgive a show or I can't just like a show because the ending was pretty cool. So overall, if you liked the vibe of the trailer and the idea interests you, you know, go for it. It's super short, which is a huge plus for me. I think it's like eight episodes and each episode was like 15 to 20 minutes. And if you really like the quirk and the vibe of the trailer, you will like this. And ultimately, I can't change your opinion. That's what you like. You go watch what you like. But 
if you really like quirky things, I cannot recommend enough Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Because holy cow, season two came out. And I thought season one was weird. And then season two leveled it up like a million billion percent. And maybe it's a topic for another time because I loved this season. It was so cool. But that's where I'm going to leave it off for today. Uh, again, if you have any ideas or movies or thoughts or questions, basically anything, if you just want to reach out to me, you can email me at TonyMoviePodcast at gmail.com. TonyMoviePodcast at gmail.com. One more time, TonyMoviePodcast at gmail.com. Um, trying to, I'm, I made a little list of movies that are coming out this year. Man, there's a lot of superhero stuff, which said, which I love superhero stuff. I'll probably talk about all of them, but I think I made a list and there's 24 movies that I'm actually kind of interested in watching this year. And 13 of them are superhero, which is like, yay, superhero genre. Awesome. Even though, well, like superhero and star wars i kind of group that with them but i uh, mean i'm worried about half of those movies coming out half of them i'm super excited and pumped for the other half i have no idea what's going to happen with those because rumors have been circulating about behind the scenes mess but then you're, i'm left with 11 different other films and of those films, four of them I'm not even sure about. So I'm really hoping that something picks up this year. Because 2017 was a really cool year for movies. 2018 is a little bit of a letdown for me right now, just looking at it from January. There's like nothing that came out this month. Black Panther is really the only thing I'm interested in coming out in February. So I have a bunch of empty weeks. Even though this is not a weekly podcast, <laughs> I'm aware. But if there's anything that you guys want me to talk about, either I can do topics. If there's a top, like a specific topic you want to hear about my opinion of or a recommendation for a movie for me to watch. I might even do some commentary tracks like alongside a movie. That'd be fun where you can just you have a movie playing and then I'll talk <laughs> alongside as a commentary. That seems like a fun idea. But really, I'm open to any suggestions hit up that email, tonymoviepodcast at gmail.com. And that's it for today, guys. Until next time, whenever that is. Hopefully it's not another week, month. <laughs> okay, bye.